Please listen carefully. Hey everyone. So this is an interview with Drs. Kristen and Mark Legnola of Chiropractic Community Center in Bluebell, PA. Uh, I found these guys actually through an internet search um, looking for Webster certified chiropractors. I had a, uh, a client come in and want to do private sessions f- uh, to go over birth fit progressions because she was following the their online program. Um, she's a uh, a year postpartum and wanted to make sure that she was doing the progressions correctly and did a search on BirthFit's website for BirthFit coaches in the area and my name popped up. And so she came in and while we were working together, she was complaining about a, um, a lower back pain. And so I had recommended that she looks for a chiropractor in the area uh, that was Webster certified, uh, knowing that Lindsay Matthews of BirthFit, you know, uh, highly recommends Kairos with uh, a Webster um, certification, which is a type of technique um, that chiropractors can get. So uh, rel- relatively common. So um, did a quick uh, search on the Webster uh, certification website and uh, Dr. Kristen Legnola popped up and so went on over, met with them, got to learn about their history, how they got started in uh chiropractic and shared stories. So this is what the interview is. We uh, didn't start the the video. Uh, there is a video on our Facebook page and then this is the audio from it. So we didn't start the video until a few minutes in. So uh, it does start a little abruptly, uh, but it is an interview that is more general chiropractic rather than just specifically a pregnancy and postpartum. Uh, so I learned a lot. And then since this episode, I have got in for myself for, for a consult and uh, they have an x-ray machine in-house and so they quickly found even during intake uh, and assessment that I have this uh, very common forward lean of the head uh, which straightens out the cervical spine uh, which is not great so I'm going to be going in for adjustments to uh, get that quote-unquote straightened out although it's too straight so I need to actually get a curve back into my uh, my neck. So pretty interesting stuff so far. Um, I'm still going through it. I'll update you guys on progress for myself. Um, but enjoy this interview with doctors Kristen and Mark Lignola. I didn't know what to expect and I didn't know how to feel. And I had so many women tell me like, oh, you'll know when to push. Now that I've gone through the experience, I never knew it was time to push. My doula had to tell me. Right. So things like that, just like I appreciate that she has this program to uh, for women who don't have the luxury of being able to afford a doula out of pocket like I did, um, right, right, having right. a program that they can reach out to and a um, practitioner and just a, a fitness professional that they can reach out to that knows a lot about it. I appreciate the program. I think it's really cool. Cool. Okay. Um, sorry, sorry stop. to like stay just because if we could like scoot a little closer, yeah. that'd be just squeezing. I'll let that, you guys that'd be go. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll just switch seats. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, Do you want me to make sure that it's like set up right? I think it's good. Okay, it's good. I'll let you guys Thanks. <laughs> All right, so just for, because we just started this a little bit, a couple minutes in, we're here to talk about um, chiropractic, about Webster, about BirthFit, about basically how you guys here at 
Is your practice called Blue Bell Chiropractic? Because the website. The website is, is bluebellchiropractic.com. Right. But we are Community Chiropractic Center. Okay, so that's the name, Community mm -hmm. Chiropractic. And we're on Swede Road. Correct. Right here in Blue mm -hmm. Bell. Okay. So I just did a search. I just did uh, mm -hmm. whatever the Webster, I guess, uh, website is. Yes. Um, I went there and I just searched for practitioners in the area by zip code. Mm -hmm. And you, I'm pretty sure, were the only ones that popped up. For the ICPA, the International yes. Chiropractic Pediatric yeah. Association. Exactly. Yeah, perfect. Love it. <laughs> yes. Um, so I don't know a lot about your guys' history. I mean, we were talking about um, kind of where you were in Plymouth meeting first, now here. But do you guys want to give like a quick background as to how we how we got here? Uh, yeah, how you became chiropractors yeah, yeah. and um, well, I know each. I became a chiropractor. I had um, when I was in middle school, I started to suffer with migraine headaches, and my parents took me to my pediatrician, to pediatric neurologist. I had blood work, I had X-rays. Uh, I took a lot of different medications over the years, and none of them really got the migraines under control. Uh, it wasn't until a friend of mine in college who saw me having an episode of one of my migraines, said, you should go to my chiropractor. And I very intelligently said to him, what is a chiropractor? Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, well, she fixes my back. And I said, well, I, I don't have any back problems. I have this knife-like pain in my head, you know, lasts for a couple hours a day, you know, five or six months out of the year. Um, I'm seeing a couple doctors, I'll be okay. And then he said, well, she has a few brochures in her office that says that she deals with headaches. and." Um, she's really taking good care of me. You should at least come talk to her. So I did, and she did a chiropractic evaluation on me, and she said, you know, I could see where you have some issues of alignment with your neck. Uh, she said, in some cases, when the spine is misaligned, it does put extra pressure on nerves that can affect sensitivity towards headaches and certain types of migraines. Um, she said, I'm not going to promise you that I'm going to fix your migraines, but your neck alignment is terrible, and you should fix that. <laughs> and I said, okay, you know, fine. So we did, and um, my migraines went away, and they never came back, and now here I am. So that's my story, um, and I know. I feel like that happens a lot, right? Yeah. People going to doctors and nurses, like they have a personal experience, yeah, was, and then they're like, I, I want to be a PT, or I want to be, or, right. because they felt the impact Yeah, it was. I mean, right. It was 10 years of my life. Like when we have patients now who come in who are in chronic pain, I can say, I can empathize, because right. that was my life for a decade. Right. Um, so it's you know, it's nice to be able to help people that way. It's, it feels good. Right. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And I really grew up with chiropractic. My okay. mother's always been more of a, um, I, I used to say like crunchy granola. Sure. You know, yeah. on, on that, because she was somewhat atypical. You know, she wanted us to grow up with a healthy back. Mm -hmm. um, so she took us to the chiropractor from a young age as just part of staying well and, mm -hmm. and being well, that if your, your body, if your nervous system didn't have stress on it, if your alignment was good, that it would help you to be healthier, help your body function better. Mm -hmm. So I really grew up going to the chiropractor. And when I got older, I knew I wanted to do something in the medical realm. So I looked into nursing, I looked into physical therapy, I looked into chiropractic, and I went to work for a chiropractor. And it was in working in his office. Um, I just went in one day and said, you know what, I'm interested in this. Can I volunteer in your office just to learn more about the practical side of right. being a chiropractor? I've been a patient, but I want to see what it's like. And 
it was incredible seeing how he was able to help people who had been through, just like Mark was saying, you know, the gamut of, of doctors and still suffering and he was able to help them. Yeah. So. I love that. And did you guys grow up in the area? No, we're both New from Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I am as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm Bergen County. Oh, no, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm Middlesex County I'm and he's... Camden County. Got it. Okay. <laughs> and then how did you guys meet? Chiropractic school. Yeah. Through school. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yep. I went all the way to Georgia to meet a guy from Jersey. I love it. Yeah. That's <laughs> usually how it happens, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Seems like everybody's from New Jersey. Um, so... You were down in Georgia, and then what? You both wanted to move back up to the area because of family. And what? Yes, yeah. Yeah. we had an opportunity. Um, one of my coworkers uh, was moving back up here. He and his wife were also chiropractors. Mm -hmm. His wife was from Pennsylvania, and they said, "Oh, there's um, there's a couple practices that are coming up for sale." So um, they bought one in uh, Bucks County, and we bought this one in, uh, in Montgomery County, and. Gotcha. Um, I think if we had to do it again, we probably wouldn't buy a practice that we didn't work in ahead of time. Like right. it was, that was quite a learning experience, but it mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. good. It got us up into the area. We're closer to family. And in the end, it was a good thing. But, the, right. yeah, but that's, that's how we got here. So. Got it. So talk about, cause not every chiropractor is certified in Webster, which is kind of the focus of what we're talking about. Right. So what are those differences? What's the kind of, how is it different than general chiropractic? what kind of considerations or what makes it Webster, right? Well, what makes it Webster is just the approach and analysis to the pregnancy patient. And, and honestly, it doesn't have to be just pregnancy. The analysis mm -hmm. can be done with anybody. If if you've got, you know, a lumbar spine, hips and pelvis, you can... <laughs> Which most people do. Most right? people do, exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, it, you can utilize the, the technique and it draws from... Um, Logan technique and other chiropractic techniques, which people probably aren't that familiar with, but um, Webster himself, you know, he was a practicing chiropractor and he had a daughter who had a very traumatic birth. And I forget how long she was in labor and he just felt that there could be something better for the pregnancy patient. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously his daughter was a patient of his but he felt like, okay, there needs to be more analysis into this. So he really drove down on it and kind of developed what has become to be known as the Webster Technique. And it utilizes a lot of analysis on biomechanics of the hips and pelvis. Not only the bony structure, but also the soft tissue structure, the ligaments, the tendons, the muscles, and helping the mother so that there's room for the baby to move and turn and move into the natural position, but also helping the mother with just comfort mm -hmm. during pregnancy, yep. because there's so many physical changes during pregnancy that um, if it's your first pregnancy, you don't know what's coming <laughs> right. for you, right. and everybody's everybody's different. So it's uh, a technique and the analysis of it and the application of it to really just help bring forth Less pain, right? Better birth, and recovery too. Right. Yeah. So postpartum too. That's not exactly. like it just stops. Right. right. Postpartum or that pregnancy or that birth. Right. Exactly. We yeah. we kind of call it the fourth trimester mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. after birth, there's you know everybody's so focused on that and that moment right. happens and it's great. Okay, mom and baby are okay, and then it's yep. 
all hands off and, and yeah. then back. get back to work. And yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, and the work must just be getting. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But it, it, it is. And there's still so many physical changes that happen for a mother mm-hmm. after the birth of the baby and then caring for that baby. You know, I kind of call it mommy back because we get a lot of patients who are, you know, they're they're nursing the baby, they're picking up the baby, they're walking around with the baby, and they just yeah. get this. Mm-hmm. And when they get older, they're on the one hip, and the, <laughs> right, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. different carriers are mm-hmm. going to be asymmetrical. And, yeah. yeah, right. Okay. Always holding it on your your non dominant side, so you can use that to, you know, right, do text, other stuff, open phone. the door, and yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So it it is, but the the technique itself is. Um, an analysis and an application of chiropractic adjustments and maneuvers in order to just bring the best alignment possible to, to the mom. So let's say, because we, you know, we have um, a, a few um, expecting mothers mm-hmm. and a few just postpartum. And I'm, I'm assuming that you would recommend chiropractic for the general population. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be in the field, right? right. Um, at what point does it become general chiropractic and then kind of does it switch to webster focused techniques or is it always that case um you know i'm only just you know, learning <laughs> yeah, about this yeah. now so yeah. i don't know like let's say someone's already seeing you right mm-hmm. and uh and then they come in they're like hey doc i'm i'm pregnant mm-hmm. right do, do things change then um and then for how long what's that process it's more looking at what symptoms they're presenting with. Okay. So as noted before, the the technique, the Webster technique doesn't just apply to pregnancy. Like you don't have to be pregnant for it. But if someone presents to us and they say, I'm having this type of discomfort, I'm having this problem, you can utilize the technique to align the hips and pelvis. Gotcha. Okay. So it's more about things related to the pelvis that may, may be useful like you use right tool for the right problem, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. You're using that technique for something related to the pelvis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's less, it's not just about pregnancy. Right. But obviously because pregnancy has so much to do with the pelvis, right. there's a lot of overlap yeah. there. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Or if mom would say, you know, the baby's not presenting properly, mm-hmm. like that might be a time that we're really like focused down on. Got it. So would this be for like a breach baby? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. But I'll say a lot of the times if people are under regular chiropractic care, their spine has the mobility already that allows the baby to get where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think speaking in generality about the population, because over the last decade or so, maybe even more, we've become such a sedentary population. Like um, we sit at desks to work, uh, we text each other you know, on, uh, on phones, we don't move. Uh, and people don't realize how much of their mobility that they lose. So when, let's say mom isn't real active and she has a desk job and she gets pregnant, um, her spine might not be capable of, and then her hips and pelvis, of actually getting into the position that allows the baby to comfortably get, make the transition into the right position. So mm-hmm. hopefully our patients who have been under regular care, they do have that mobility and very rarely do we need to like deviate from just standard stuff. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when people come in and you know maybe you know they don't have good spinal mobility for whatever reason um, and they need a little help, sometimes you might have to get more directly into more about the Webster technique right away. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, if you had to put 
like a general percentage on you know how much how many times you kind of use that mm -hmm. um, is it much is it 50% is it 30 is it 10% is it I don't know if it's able to be quantified like that Chris yeah. okay because there are the, the it, it's not just one procedure for the technique there's there's different tangents from it based on the presentation of the patient and, and what's going on so I utilize quite a bit of it in parts gotcha. when doing adjustments okay. and doing an analysis on any patient mm -hmm. so a good percentage right but not in totality of, of the technique as 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 presented you know on the right. surface yeah it kind of blends in blends yes out. Yeah, okay, got it, got yes. it. Um, chiropractic in general, how often are you seeing people? How often would you recommend people to see a chiropractor? Let's say they're, you know, for us, I mean, we have, you know, soccer moms and dads. Um, mm -hmm. They're working out three, four times a week, maybe five or six, but those are people who are um, pretty long and consistent. Um, so how, you know, what would be your general because a lot of people listening and watching this, like, this is really the first time kind of even hearing from a chiropractor. Right? Well, it depends on the presentation. If someone comes in with an acute problem uh, and we put them through a protocol like that, they may be here a couple times a week for, for a short period. For six to eight weeks, maybe. If mm -hmm. someone like, I have acute low back pain, it affects me every day, or my leg is numb, like, that type of program will do. Then we'll release somebody from that type of care. But for general maintenance and wellness, like to maintain good alignment and good mobility, which are essential for a long-term health of your spine, our standard recommendation for a typical person is to come in once a month. Uh, that would help you maintain your mobility, it will help you maintain your alignment. Um, and I know to the uninitiated, sometimes people hear that and they're like, wow, that's crazy. But uh, we tell people- That's actually less than I thought yeah. you were gonna say. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's easier for us to maintain, like, like is it easier to stay in shape or to get in shape? You know, like right. the same is true with chiropractic. And the same, like we use dental analogies all the time. Like you know, you don't wait till you're pretty sure your tooth is going to fall out to go see the dentist. Well, most people don't, but people do wait till like, well, you know, well, I thought this was going to go away, and it's been getting worse and worse. They they will wait till they're in a crisis to get their back taken care of. So gotcha. Which we're not trying to be judgmental about that. That just sure. it's the social norm. Sure. Um, but. It, it would be a lot, we would be a lot healthier if it wasn't. And as chiropractic as a profession, we're really trying to educate people. It's, it's not necessarily about pain, but it is about proper mobility and alignment um, and getting things to work properly so that you can have a nice, long, healthy life. Um, Even once you reach a fitness goal, you have somebody, they, they have a fitness goal, and they come in and they undergo a program and they reach that program, okay, how do they maintain that? You know, they need to do something to maintain it. It's not like you get there, okay, and that's it. I'm good. I'm going to stop. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Wouldn't that be great? Right. You know, yeah. if, if you could go to the dentist for your cleaning, yeah. get your teeth checked and cleaned, and then like you're golden for years. Yes. But, yeah. So there is a maintenance phase, but obviously yeah. if someone's coming in with an acute problem, then right. you're gonna right. see them more often. Correct. That yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. I think I think somewhere out there, there's you know, there's what, they're gonna want you to come three times a week forever, which you know. 
if we like you, sure, great. It's nice right. to see you all, yeah, but, exactly. but, but you know, we do, like if there's an acute issue on the table, we try to handle that and then get people to wellness. And really, a lot of our practice is about education because um, as we're having this conversation, like a lot of people are just really unaware of that. You know, they're just like, oh, well, people will say those all the time. They'll, you know, oh, you guys are chiropractors. That's great. I've never really needed one because my back doesn't hurt. Mm -hmm. And you know, you just kind of acknowledge like, oh, okay. Um, but the reality is, is we all need chiropractors. Like we all need regular exercise. Like we all need to eat good, healthy food. Like you should get your teeth checked. Like anything that is worth of value requires some maintenance and your spine is definitely one of those things. So. Got it. Um, what would your, let's say someone's um, not local, uh, but looking for a chiropractor, what would be your kind of recommendation for what they should be looking for? Because obviously, if they're in the area, you know, you want them to come see you. Right. Um, but let's say someone's out in California, mm -hmm. right? And they're like, oh, wow, I, I think I should, I should see a chiropractor. Um, they're going to Google search. 50 places are going to pop up. Mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you choose, right, besides just Google reviews? It's a good question. And we have patients, actually, two who were out in California recently, one who moved <laughs> out there, and then one who was visiting at Christmas who came out and and said, oh, I need to find a different chiropractor yeah. out there. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the best ways is through talking to friends, talking to family. Who do they know in the community? Who do they go to? Because you really get more of a sense of an actual practitioner's abilities and, and comfort level with, with the community from that versus Google page. Right. You can have a great website. You can have you know fantastic ratings and five stars, but really it's not the right fit for the individual so just conversations asking for those referrals um, is probably I would say the best way to go about it there's not like there's yeah. one website well but is there I mean are there techniques that you would look for um, I mean there's the the DC obviously you want to right. um, look for that really, right? but um, you know sometimes we'll actually call chiropractors for patients uh, I know like we know what kind of chiropractic that we do here, so I would know what questions to ask. Let's say you are a chiropractor in California. I'm like, oh, do you do you do hand adjusting? Do you do instrument adjusting? Do you have this type of a table? Okay. Like, what's a typical treatment protocol? Um, and there, it's hard to. Um, I think what what Dr. Kristen's saying is very true because. One of the things about chiropractic is it's not really always standardized. Like, mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that our way is the best way, um, but the chances are, let's say, a lot of people from your from the CrossFit box, if they're comfortable with a chiropractor locally, mm -hmm. and other people who go to the box are like, I'm looking for a chiropractor, if they're of similar mind and similar lifestyle, they're also mm -hmm. going to think this person's okay. Exactly. Um, like, there's a chiropractor down the road from here um, who is, like, she's very holistic, she does a lot of energy healing. Uh, she's wonderful, but she's like 180 degrees different mm -hmm. than us. Mm -hmm. So I think if somebody who was used to our practice went there, they may do fine with it, but they would be shocked. Okay? Right. Because it would be very different right. from right. what they got. But they, we both have the DC after our name. Sure. So. Yeah. Well, my, my background is in counseling, high mm -hmm. school counseling. And uh, talking with the high school kids about college choices, I say, you know, about across the gym, or even just a fitness facility, it sounds like for chiropractic facilities, 
it's like picking a college. Like you're all there for that reason of getting education, but every campus is going to feel different. It's going to be different sizes. It's going to have different, just different things about it. There's no right answer per se, but it's about fit. And so, you know, we're we recommend people go check out all different places because you should be at a place that you feel comfortable at. Right. You're at a baseline getting the services you pay for. Yeah. Right. At a baseline, but you know. Places that are gonna keep you safe, make you feel safe, educate you. I think education is super important, yeah. right? Um, because if it was just so a robotic service, well, robots could do it, right? right? But it's yeah. it's a human service. It's a service-based business. Exactly. Yeah. And it has to be the right fit, or it's just not gonna work. And, right. And that will become evident. And something, anything like that, it's quite an investment of your time, your energy, or even your money. Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure that it's it's right. Yeah, from both sides too, right? Yeah. It's not it's not just the consumer looking to buy. Like you guys, I'm sure have to feel comfortable having this person walk in, right. lay your table, and yeah. if you don't ethically feel like it's a great place for them, like right. If we we truly feel that we can't help them, right. we'll let them know. You know, right. if this is not the right right practice for you, right? You would probably and we'll try to guide them if we mm -hmm. we feel that we have a resource we can refer them to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but. Um, we have. We've had that happen. Yep. Yeah, same. same. Um, is there anything else that you would want people to know about either chiropractic or Webster? Or, I mean, I've learned a lot. So, I mean, at, at my level of actively looking at information, this has been super useful. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of people out there, including our own members, that had no clue that this even existed or mm -hmm. that they should even think about different techniques versus just going to a general chiropractor well, perhaps one of the things is we have the ability sometimes people are a little concerned about manipulation and, and adjustments mm -hmm. um, they're shy away from that they're like I can never do that I don't want that so there's different ways and different things that we can do that do not involve manipulation okay. and that's the the cracking or not cracking or, exactly. yeah because like yeah, we have one member who hates the cracking she yeah. doesn't mm -hmm. so she sees someone that doesn't, mm -hmm. but then others are all about it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have in the practice we utilize, we can do adjustments by hand or, or manipulation, but we also utilize tables that facilitate doing the adjustment as well as an instrument, an impulse adjusting instrument that we can utilize to do adjustments and perform alignments without is that. That. What that is in the corner? Uh, well, that's actually a therapy. It's an electric muscle stim. Okay. So okay. that's more mm -hmm. of like the physical therapeutic side of things versus okay. the adjustments. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab gotcha. the, uh, the instruments. You can see it. Yeah, it, it looks uh, a little intimidating at first, but it's just an impulse. It gives a light impulse. Okay. It impulses up to 12 times per second. Now, the benefit uh, of that okay. is that it's um, it can impulse just faster than your muscles can react. So it's helpful gotcha. in overriding muscle spasm, hypertonicity of the muscles. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, it's great. It can pulse as light as a few ounces. Mm -hmm. So sometimes if we're working on um, like the ladies, sometimes mm -hmm. after they had a rough mm -hmm. birth, um, we'll use this um, all the way up to like somebody who's just really big or really tight. Mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes if people come in in acute pain, like we can't, move them around because they're in so much pain, but we can Got apply the high-speed instrument to the area, start to uh, adjust the joint that way, 
and it gets them started off. So it's really, it's a very useful tool, so, but I think it's also very comforting to people who are nervous about hearing the Got cracking it. sound, because yep. a lot of people are, they're like, oh. Right. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> we also have a table in here we can show you if, yeah. if you want to take the show on the road, so to speak. Yeah. Um, it's called the flexion distraction table, okay. and it has an abdominal piece that will drop away. So, and okay. we have pillows and such. So for our pregnancy patients, we can accommodate them. The belly. Yeah. The, the belly. belly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. the best. So they're able to, to lay in the prone position or lay face down. Right. And it does I love that. That's awesome. an yeah. easy decompression with gotcha. the lower back. Very healthy, not only for pregnancy patients, but for anybody who has disc issues in, in the low back. Which is just a few people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to see that. Maybe I'll just take a picture and put it in. Sure. The video. Um, you had said something that maybe you want to remind me that I want to ask it. So, um, when I went to this the birth fit coaches seminar, this was um, two th two years ago now. I want to say um, that was the first time that I even heard that babies or children would get chiropractic. Mm -hmm. uh, I had not known that. Um, so, can you talk about that? Because I think that's something that not everybody realizes yeah. that infants, babies, mm -hmm. could and probably should get care of? Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, um, when we were speaking with Kristen, our practice rep earlier, she uh, had their, her son's not quite two yet. Mm -hmm. So I think her birth experience is fresh in her mind, but the act of actually pushing the baby through the birth canal, like it's intense. Uh, and sometimes the baby's neck and spine are under some stress during that. Um, and there's very gentle ways to realign the spine so that it's moving properly. In fact, we're working with a, a young lady right now who is eight weeks old, I think. Mm -hmm. And she has what they call infantile torticollis, where her head's kind of stuck to one side. Mm -hmm. So we're working to free up the vertebrae and just some very light stretching with her and some instrument adjusting on her neck. Mm -hmm. uh, and just to try to get that mobility back because, oh. you know, she's got... Uh, um, she had that happen, and uh, someone someone had sent uh, or put a video out online. It was on a chiropractic website. It was great, and I don't think it as initially was intended to be a chiropractic video, mm. but in the type of it, it says "kids need chiropractic?" question mark, and it shows a bunch of toddlers and all the stuff that they crash into and all the falls <laughs> that they have. And you know, by the time you're just laughing, like of course they need chiropractic. Got it, got it. Yeah. So just for general maintenance, yes, and not as frequently. Like we typically don't see kids once a month, but maybe you know once or twice a year, because gotcha. uh, their spines are a lot more mobile, uh, unless they have an incident. But and there's other cases where we had a, a case a few years ago. The young man who um, was having a really difficult time with ear infections, hmm. and his mom actually was patient here already, and she said, "I read that chiropractic can help with ear infections," and I'm like, "Well." Sometimes, yes, it depends if it's caused from a misalignment causing, you know, compression to the right nerves, then it's, it's can help. I said, but, uh, said, you know, we need to see each case individually. Well, she said, well, he's scheduled to have tubes put in. Mm -hmm. um, and I would really like to him at least have him try this first. So he said, oh, sure, okay, let's check him out. So um, he definitely could, needed some adjusting, so we did that. Um, and he, um, he never had an ear infection again, so, yeah. Wow. Um, and, and again, we try to caution people, like, we are not the cure for ear infections. It really right. depends, but yes, it can be helpful for that stuff as well. So. Wow. 
taking stress off of your yeah. your spine, your nervous system, your right. nerves. It's yeah. never a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So that's yeah. So that's like one of the last questions. Are there any? Is there anyone out there that shouldn't get at least a consult or you know, see a chiropractor? If you've never had a checkup, you should. Right. Yeah. And if it's been a while since you you've been to one, you know it's again kind of like dentistry. Mm -hmm. Think about not brushing your teeth every day, or about going to the dentist at least somewhat regularly yeah. to to keep on top of things and be proactive and help prevent things. So, mm -hmm. even though you may not have pain, right. it doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't. Yeah, there's one of our pediatric patients up there. <laughs> oh, super cute. First adjustment. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and, and a lot of times we'll also hear like, oh, I had I had spinal surgery, so I can't be adjusted. Well, mm -hmm. there's 24 movable bones, and if you had particular surgery that would, would warrant us staying away from it, we'll stay away from it. But mm -hmm. there's a lot of other bones that, uh, that do need attention and help as well. So mm -hmm. uh, some people have a fear of that or a misconception of that. And then the other one we frequently hear is, oh, I have a herniated disc. I, mm -hmm. I can't see a chiropractor. Like, no. Oh, you have a herniated disc, that's probably why you should see a chiropractor. Um, there was a great study that came out in Spine Journal a few years ago about that and said if you have a herniated disc and your starting off point is an orthopedic surgeon versus your starting off point being a chiropractor, your outcome is relatively speaking exactly the same, but you are 75% less likely to have surgery if you start with a chiropractor. Mm. Um, and while a chiropractor is a little more time consuming and that you know maybe you are coming a couple times a week for a month or two uh, versus just a one-off surgery, um, there's a lot less long-term change to uh, getting adjusted and properly aligned than there is to have that spine. Yeah, and obviously surgery. less invasive. And right, like yeah, it's just, cheaper just, and yeah, over, yeah, over yeah it is. Yeah. I think they said the, I may have this number wrong, but I think the average cost of the spinal surgery is $10,000. You could come for a well, lot of chiropractic visits yeah, mm -hmm. before you get anywhere close to that. So mm -hmm. from an economic standpoint and invasiveness standpoint, it's, it's, it's a good option to at least explore. The worst right. thing I tell people that could happen is that six to eight weeks from now, you're still in a lot of pain and you go back to the surgeon and have it done. But at least you know you gave it a shot. So. Right. right. We, we can't guarantee that you know a person's symptomatology is going to go away. But we do work to make their spine, their back healthier so that it lasts them a long time. Right. Yeah, I love that. Great. I think we can end that there and maybe okay. we can go see the table. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Hey folks, thanks again for listening to Cross Econa Radio. If you like what you heard, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and leave us a review, which helps us get found on the interwebs. Also, head over to social media, find us on Facebook and Instagram at CrossFitKana, K-A-N-N-A. -N -N -A. And if you have any questions for the podcast, email us at info at CrossFitKana.com. Thanks and have a great day.